Welcome to the Parental Development Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Becca. And we're two sisters, one with kids. And one without. One with questions. And one with answers. One who's a licensed psychologist. And one who just wants everyone to hear what she has to say. We both have a heart to see parents succeed and kids thrive. In this podcast, we'll be discussing a variety of topics, all with the goal of promoting conversation and learning. Thanks for joining us. Let's chat. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Parental Development. Thank you for being here. If you're new here, welcome. And you're in for a treat. As always. (laughs) Right. Because we can't help ourselves. (laughs) This is a podcast where we talk about parenting and doing things a little bit differently uh, through a different lens. So we're glad you're here. This week's What in the Week are two like minor, kind of mini, minis. (laughs) Honestly, it's getting a little hard to (laughs) come up with things every week. I'm going to keep trying. So they might get real small, but I'll, I'll keep thinking of them. So we went to church again today. It's never super enjoyable getting there. It's fine once we're there. We're just going to power through, though. So Sawyer decided not to go to children's church, wanted to sit with us in big church. And I'm convinced he thinks that that will make us stop going if he just sits with us because we will not like it. So we called his bluff today. And that little (laughs) bugger said, I'm coming with y'all. So... (laughs) That's what we did. He regularly asked, how long is this going to last? And when is this going to be over? And I think we had like, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes left. And he was getting more and more restless. He is, you know, all over the seats and in my lap and Ben's lap and drawing on the things and, you know, just all over the place. And so I at one point had leaned over to Ben and say, I'm going to take, I could take him out. I could take him out to the lobby. Um, and let him run around out there. It's a pretty big lobby. And he would have he would have been just fine. Ben either didn't hear me or ignored me. <laughs> I'm not sure which one. <laughs> either either way is fine. And as I was sitting there, thought, no, I can't do that. That takes away the natural consequence. The natural consequence for a six-year-old deciding to come into big church instead of going to the kids' church is that it's relatively boring <laughs> for a six-year-old. And so... If I take him out there and let him run and have fun and yeah, really would have no constraints on him out there, then I will have removed all the things. And then later Ben said, like, yeah, and you'd have to do that every week. Basically, you would just be, you know, having playtime out there. So that's what we mean. A lot of times I think people struggle with, like, that, that whole natural consequence mm-hmm. idea and what that means. And again, that is a super minor But I think very clear understanding of the natural consequence of the decision that he made is that he's bored and really Mm. doesn't want to be there. Now, we will see if that (laughs) makes him make a different decision next week. (laughs) No one Sawyer, he may have to have this natural consequence many weeks in a row for him to finally click in. (laughs) That's that one. Which... Do you do you remember when we were little in church and Aunt Joy used to let us pick her nail polish off? 
Yes. And that was like, you could have let him pick your nail polish off because I remember being so focused. I mean, big church can be boring for kids and we had to sit in there. There wasn't children's church back then. Right. And I remember talking to her years later and she would paint her nails specifically so we could sit beside her and pick her nail polish off. And that kept us occupied and focused on something and quiet for however long. So maybe you could try that. (laughs) Yeah, he'd probably like gouge my fingernails or something. I mean... He probably put them in his mouth, start gnawing it off. <laughs> I'll try. I mean, I could try. But yes, I do remember that, and I think about it often. But it is a fond childhood memory of picking into his nail polish. It's very off. strange, but it is fond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the other one also happened today, and is a little more like, I don't know. I just thought, as it happened, I thought, like, man, this is what is wrong with our world. If we could just figure out a way to kind of help with this piece. So as we were uh, driving into church, he was talking to us and said something about like someone's grandpa who we went to school with, someone's grandpa doesn't believe in God. And I said, oh, really? (laughs) He said, yeah, he doesn't believe in God at all. And so I said like, yep, some people don't believe in God. They are called atheists. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, that's a thing that some people don't believe that. That's not what we believe. But other people don't believe that, and that's true. And so then he went on and made some other statements about what he believes and what he thinks about that. And we had, you know, just a very minor, probably 60-second discussion about it. Mm-hmm. And again, I I know I do, do not do things perfectly in this area, but it made me think about, you know, a lot of the junk happening in our world. And I mean, mm-hmm. take your pick of the things. (laughs) But a lot of it is this idea of parents having this idea that no one can talk to my child about anything that differs from what I believe. They can't even hear the information. They cannot even know that that is a thing that some people think, believe, or do because Mm -hmm. it differs from my, our family's values and beliefs and whatever. And this is not tied at all to the believing in God or not believing in God. It could Mm -hmm. have been a bazillion different things in that conversation. The content of it matters none. But the idea that I can teach him, yes, that is a thing that people believe. That is not what we believe. And those people are still fine people. And we care about them. And they are our friends. And we can spend time with them. And none of that changes. Mm-hmm. And they just believe something a little different than we do. I think it's so important for lots of different reasons. But I know that I have a large influence on him. And I believe whether we want our kids to or not, they are eventually going to make their own decisions about what they believe about everything. And how cool it is to have those conversations in a way that are just like any other thing we talk about. Like, yep, that's a thing. That's not how we see it. And everybody's cool. We're all mm-hmm. still okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think too. The to me in my in my mind and in my opinion, the bigger thing. Not only is it, I think it's awesome that having those conversations that way. Does it allow your kid to figure out what they believe rather than you just tell them what they believe, allowing them the freedom to question and think? Oh, well, do I really believe that? Yeah, I think I do. But also having conversations that way, that lean that way, it does lend itself to other people 
may believe differently than we do, and yet we can still be friends with them. Correct. And I think if there's one thing that could potentially change the world, if we could all get on board with that, I think that that could do huge things, make huge strides to changing the world that we live in, is I don't have to agree or believe the same thing that you do in order for us to have a relationship and be friends and be civil and have love between us. Yeah. And I don't have to protect my kids for, I mean... This whole idea, like there is no information. Information does not scare me as it Mm -hmm. relates to my kids. My kids getting information about just about anything. I might disagree with like, eh, that's probably not when I would have introduced that to them or eh, I wish I could have done that a little bit differently. But information for them does not scare me whatsoever. Mm -hmm. However, as it relates to this style of parenting and relationship and that kind of thing, What I think is important is that you create an environment where he could come to me with that and just say, Mm -hmm. like, this thing happened. I mean, it happened. It didn't happen that day. It had to have happened before. I have no idea when. And he'd been sitting on it. But that he doesn't hear me talk about anybody that way. Anybody who disagrees with me, believes differently, Mm -hmm. makes me angry. He does not hear me talk about them in a way that is anything disparaging or they're stupid Mm -hmm. or I can't spend time with them. Any of that. Because I think if he had, right, that makes it less safe to even bring, mm-hmm. well, I know mom, I know how mom feels about people who think this way, so I'm not even going to bring it to her. Mm-hmm. Then you like push it into the shadows. And then it's like, then they are just talking to their friends about all kinds of stuff at school that I never know about that. You know, I have different feelings about. <laughs> yeah. But it's all in this context of we have a, uh, this relationship where he can he can say anything to me. Mm-hmm. And I will be honest and open and nothing will be, especially if he brings it to me, nothing. I cannot think of a single time I would say, you're too young. We can't talk about that, especially mm-hmm. if he has brought it to me. Mm. That is silly because he he knows something because he brought it to me. And so he's telling himself a story. If I don't help him fill in the information, yeah, then, I mean, you're just asking for all kinds of stuff that maybe you don't agree with. So... Again, not perfect and not not earth shattering for him and me, but I think, like you said, could be really helpful if people would just understand that, like, we're all okay. We can mm-hmm. all be okay. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to, we just don't have to be so mad at everybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> Lord. <laughs> all right. That's my what in the week. I have another thing I want to share just because it is so funny. Okay. I should add another thing of like, what did Sawyer do this week? (laughs) (laughs) Or like, what's Sawyer's new phrase? (laughs) Search it up. Search it up. Because that kid, he is is the best. He is the coolest, funniest. But man, he has, he just has some zingers. So his new thing he says if you are talking and he doesn't want you to, you we could we were in the other room. I was in the kitchen, he was in the living room, and I was talking, and he did I was apparently interrupting him. His new thing he says is shushy shush your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in addition to we're just gonna make a list of things. Search it up 
and shushy shush your face. <laughs> Where does that come from? I have absolutely no idea. There is no nowhere. There is nowhere. But he says it with such conviction. Oh my gosh, I can't. And over that and kid. over again. <laughs> I was like, I got to somehow figure out a way to, because it's so, he makes me laugh so hard. Oh, geez. All right. Now to the good stuff. (laughs) All right. We're going to talk about another thing that is, right. I'm just going to keep doing my work in front of all you people listening, because this is something we had talked about, wanted to talk about for the last several weeks. And I kept calling an audible and just doing different things. <laughs> and then it happened to me this week. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that must be a sign. Heard. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so we're talking about like letting kids quit things and mm-hmm. all the things around that, which <laughs> I think our generation has a very hard time with. Mm-hmm. But I have a, I mean, we were not allowed as children, we were not allowed to quit a game of tic-tac-toe. No. (laughs) It was like Monopoly. You better make sure you had seven hours because there was no way you were going to bed. (laughs) No. If you were in the middle of a game of Monopoly, you could not quit anything. And so that is the backdrop (laughs) where I find myself. So let me start at the beginning a little. So some families have rules for their kids about like you have to do at least one thing each like season or, you know, you have to Mm -hmm. always be doing at least one thing, a sport, a musical instrument, dance, a club. I don't care. Whatever. You have to be doing one thing. I don't have any problems with that. I have not done that mainly for selfish reasons because (laughs) my time is valuable. I don't want to take them. To all the things. Our kids have played baseball the last, I don't know, three or four summers. They've always played like t-ball and coach's pitch. And then Lincoln is getting to the point, and it's always been, it's one, a practice a week, a game a week, and it's six weeks long. Mm -hmm. Cool. We're done by the 4th of July. I can do that. I can get on board. (laughs) He is now getting old enough that like, these leagues are like practice three days a week and a Mm -hmm. game on Saturday. I want no part in that. (laughs) None. So that is a selfish thing for me. I have selfishly said like, I mean, no, you're good. (laughs) You don't want to do nothing. Cool. We'll go home. We'll go home together because that's where I like to be too. So I don't have any problems with the whole, like you need to be doing something I know a lot of parents say, like, I want them to do, like, a little bit of everything, find out what they like. Mm-hmm. I don't care. No harm, no foul. Mine truly is, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I certainly don't want to be. And honestly, we don't have the bandwidth right now, like, just from a family perspective, me and Ben, to be doing stuff every night of the week and on weekends. Mm-hmm. Nor do my kids. They don't like that. Lincoln would prefer to be at home probably always. And so we don't like people all that much. And so we historically have not done a lot. Now, Sawyer has done less than Lincoln. And I have thought, man, I would like him to do, I would like him to do something. 
Lincoln started swimming. Sawyer signed up for the lesson and we got there and said, not interested. <laughs> you know, I said, do you want to, do you want to take piano lessons? Do you want to learn how to play the guitar? Do you want to, I mean, I, anything. He could ask me for anything. No, not interested. Okay, cool. A couple weeks ago, we got a basketball, a little like youth basketball in a silent auction and Sawyer gravitated to that basketball like nobody's business and started just dribbling up and down the sidewalk and was very interested in us seeing him, seeing how well he was doing. He was all about it. And so I said, buddy, would you like to play basketball? Because I thought like, okay, he's showing some interest in something. Uh huh. And he said, yes, I would oh. like to do that. And I said, okay, <laughs> cool. Found it. We got it. It's basketball. I know where this is headed. I know. <laughs> Sign him up for the Y. It's Monday nights. I think 45 minutes once a week for six or eight weeks. And I said, I, yes, I can do this. And Sawyer leading up to that was so excited. So excited. He talked about it all the time. I try, you know, I try to prep them for everything about what it's going to be like. He was so excited. So then we get to the day. It's the day of basketball. And they had summer school. I had prepped the whole thing. We're going to pick you up from summer school. We're going to go eat dinner. And then we're going to take you to basketball. At dinner, he said, no, not dinner. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> it's been weeks of preparation. <laughs> and so I said, okay, you don't have to play, but we're going to go because I want, we need to get the information and find out, like, just see what it is. Mm -hmm. And then we can make a decision. Now, if I'm being honest, in the back of my mind, I thought, He's going to get there and want to play because he likes the basketballs. And he's going to uh -huh. see the basketballs and want to play. So I just wanted him to get there because I knew what he had built up in his mind of what it would be like was probably like scary and mm -hmm. bad. So I just wanted him to get there and see. Mm -hmm. We also, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago that I work with Lincoln a lot on this, that term skited that comes from Glennon Doyle. It's scared and excited at the same time. And so I I'm try I tried to teach Sawyer a little bit about your skided of yes, I want to do it, but I'm also super scared because it's unknown. Mm -hmm. Not sure he bought into that. <laughs> Lincoln was trying to convince him that that's what he was feeling. And I'm not sure Sawyer agreed. Okay. So at dinner, no, not going. But I was going to make him like physically go to the place. Mm -hmm. One thing we did do, I sent him with Ben. You know, we have we have to drive. It's a long story. But anyway, we were both there <laughs> in separate cars. <laughs> I sent him with Ben because he does much better with Ben in those types of situations than with me. Mm -hmm. I just know that about him. We tag team that pretty well in those situations. And so I would say, like, you take him, see if you can get him to change his clothes and show up there okay ben was tasked <clears throat> he knew the assignment <laughs> and by the time we got to the y sawyer was excited again he was like 
where is everybody? Let's go. It's time to go. And I was like, Ben, good job, buddy. <laughs> nice. You did understand the assignment. You did your part. Thank you, sir. So in we go to the Y. He's he's jumping and bouncing and running. He's so excited. That mug <laughs> saw the gym. And I mean just saw the gym. And again said, no. Mm-mm. What's this? What's this place for? Because it ain't basketball. I'm not doing it. And I said, buddy, what do you mean? The minute he saw that gym, he was back to like absolutely <laughs> not happening. Now, what I can know about that gym, it was a you had the it's a huge mm-hmm. gym. You have the hanging dividers. You know, it's a gym at a YMCA. Yeah. And there's like 18 different things going on in different sections of that gym. And then you got these tiny little humans, not really dribbling basketballs, I don't know what they're doing with them, but they're just like bouncing them around. It was super loud, Mm -hmm. just very stimulating. And I know that Sawyer gets, he is very sensitive to if there's a lot of people, if he thinks people are watching him, he just does not like it. If there's a lot of kids somewhere and it's loud and all those things, he he generally will withdraw mm-hmm. and kind of go into himself or into us or say, I want to get out of here. If you ask Sawyer now about it, and he started saying this that night, he said, I'll do this when I'm seven. Okay. <laughs> and I said, you will? Okay, but you're six now, buddy. Like, we got to wait a whole year? Yeah, I'm going to do this when I'm seven. <laughs> And then the more we talk to him about it, you know, all the things come out of why he can't do this. He goes, I do not want someone telling me what to do. (laughs) Meaning the little coach out there who's telling him to like dribble up and down the floor. (laughs) I don't want anybody telling me what to do. And I said, me neither, buddy. (laughs) I understand that. I do know where you get that from. I can relate. Okay. So he didn't want to coach. And even now he says, I want to teach myself. I want to learn on my own. Okay. And so we all sat there. I think Ben got pretty frustrated with me in the beginning because I told Sawyer, I'm not going to make you do this. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted him to talk to me without the threat of like, I'm going to throw yeah. you out there. But as time went on, Ben was like, well, you kind of ruined it because you already told him you were going to make him do it. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> you're right, but that's probably still how I feel. So, so we did all the parent things and all the adult things it's not even apparent things right where you say like oh there's the kid from your school do you want to go see him you can dribble mm-hmm. by him mm-hmm. oh i bet you can't dribble like that you can't dribble that good go show me how you can dribble <laughs> you know like all the like manipulative things. manipulative things <laughs> that we have that we say to kids to think like how can i get him to go out there because i want him to go out there right and the whole time he's thinking lady you can say all the things you want. And again, a different kid, those things might work on. Sawyer is not that kid. Mm -hmm. He is not that kid. That kid, when he makes up his mind about anything, he is going to change the world one day. He's just going to kill us in the process. because (laughs) He does not waver ever Mm -hmm. once he decides he's done. And so everything in my body wanted me to make him go out and do that 
everything in me. I don't even know how I would do that. I'm like, what does that even look like? (laughs) I don't know, but you know parents do it all the time. I know, but I'm trying to figure out, like, you have to threaten them, I guess. Like, you'd have have to to threaten threaten them, them, I guess. Right. What would I do? Like, carry him out there and, like, sit him down on the floor? I don't know. I don't know. And then he gets, like, the death grip on your leg as you try to walk away? It would not have worked for me because that's not... Right. My kids aren't scared of me. (laughs) Yeah. So I've lost all ability to do that. It doesn't work because they're not scared of me. They know they can just say, no. Mm Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Which kind of keeps me honest because I don't have any way around it. I don't have a way to to force it. And it it was very frustrating. And you know the things I think people tell themselves at least some of the thoughts I had is that he's going to be lazy he's going to quit everything (laughs) he's going to quit everything he's not going to learn how to like push through I'm going to raise a sissy he's going to end up under the bridge (laughs) under the bridge in jail all the things and then I kept saying I said out loud this is six-year-old basketball Mm -hmm. this is six-year-old basketball this is six-year-old basketball. <laughs> he is not going to be the next NBA player. Mm-mm. And if he is, maybe he could start when he's seven. Right? <laughs> I don't know. But that was not the thing. Mm-hmm. What I think is those the true motivation for us as parents is that fear that we are raising a child who, who cannot work hard, mm. who does not know how to be uncomfortable and push through. Mm who won't be determined to do things even when they're hard. Who become a quitter. A quitter, yeah. Yeah. Which I suppose in life, I mean, we have very negative ideas about someone who's a quitter. Mm -hmm. Which I don't even know, should we have negative ideas about someone who's a quitter? I mean, I suppose if you quit everything, but shouldn't you quit things that you're not good at or you don't like? Well, I think that there's this thing like you made a commitment and we honor our commitments and you like you committed. I remember that verbiage being used. Like, yeah. You've made a commitment. Yeah. And you will finish. You don't have to play after the season, but you will finish the season out. Like I remember that being said. Yeah. So it's that too. It's like not just not raise. You don't want to raise a quitter. And that's that says something about you as a parent. That kid don't care. Well, n- nor do the other six year olds who don't know who he is. Right. <laughs> They don't care about his commitment to the YMCA. Right? He's out in the outfield throwing dirt up in the air. This is the kid who, during T-ball, laid down in the (laughs) infield. Laid down. Just for 20 minutes, laid down in the infield. They don't care about his commitment. So I can get on board with that. I understand that. And I do think there's a time for that. Yeah. I don't think it's when our kids are six. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to keep telling myself is... He's going to he's going to be okay. And because I knew he was uncomfortable, he was so mm-hmm. scared and uncomfortable. Right? My mission, the only thing I talk about ever is I want them to learn to trust that in mm-hmm. themselves. Mhm. And to listen to that and decide what he wants to do and believe and trust myself and him that there will be time to teach him other things. That was what I I also kept going back to is what am I trying to teach here? Like, what do I, what do we want him to learn? It's determination. Mm -hmm. 
to me anyway, it's determination. And I believe I can teach that a different way. And the other thing I thought about is, who am I to decide what he needs to be determined about? Mm. Because you know what that kid is determined about? Science experiments. (laughs) He sat outside today in the yard by himself playing for 20 or 30 minutes with the hose and a bucket and some sticks in the mud, making all kinds of things very determined. Mm -hmm. Because if I had made him stop doing that... You would have told me to shushy shush my face. <laughs> so he is determined. He mm-hmm. does have determination. Mm-hmm. It's just not in an area that apparently I think is important. I don't know. As I'm thinking and relating that to just myself, and this is not just directly tied to that, but I think you're not going to be a quitter. You will finish, yada, yada, yada. I think even in my adult life, I'm a people pleaser, so I I say yes to things a lot, and I'm a, I get myself in situations where I'm like, I don't really want to do this, but I feel like I cannot say, you know what, change my mind, don't want to do it, right. or uh, I'm not really comfortable. This is not really my skill set. I don't know how many things I've had I've done in my life because I said I would do it, and you made a commitment, you have to do it, right? And I end up being bitter about it because I don't really want to do it, but. There's this inability in me to back out out of things or say, I changed my mind. I thought I wanted to do this, but I don't, I don't really want to do this. I can't do that as an adult. And I think the motivation as a parent to want your kids to be committed and not quit things, I get where that comes from 100% because those are qualities that you would want in a, I think, in a healthy functioning adult, but it's a kid. But I think about, the messages that subconsciously that those send is once you say yes to something, that's it. There's no backing out. There's no changing your mind. And as an adult, I wish I could do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could. A, I wish I was more like attuned to what I actually want to do. Sometimes I'm not sure. Do I want to do that or do I just feel like I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to? And B, I wish I could right things i mean it is as basic as i can't stop reading a book even if i hate it even if i think it's stupid i finished the stupid book i can't stop watching a movie i can be about to pass out in the middle of the thing and i cannot turn it (laughs) off i will finish the movie and those are stupid examples but i think that is how ingrained it is in me of no you don't quit you do not quit yeah Again, I think there's a way to teach that determination and commitment and you're on a team and all those things. But much like everything else, we want to teach it so quickly and so early Mm -hmm. that we turn into like crazy people for a six-year-old to then decide, I don't want to do this. I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. And for me as a parent to say, okay, that's okay. I don't care about basketball. I don't care. What does that do for him to let him continue to mm-hmm. make decisions about what he wants and thinks and is good at and how he feels about things and all that kind of stuff I think is more important than the six-year-old basketball at the YMCA. So are you going to go 
No, no, you're not even because no. I, I think because <laughs> I think some people would be like, OK, well, we're going to go to the practice. You're going to sit here. You don't have to play, but we're going to go and we're going to sit here. And I just think that's that's punishment for you as an adult, I think. But yep, that's what I. Uh, it was going to be tricky to get him there because honestly, they both have their things are back to back then on Mondays. It would be mm-hmm. basketball and right to swimming. It was going to be a trick. And that sounds terrible. And I don't know what that's teaching him. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose of that would be. I think you're doing that, hoping one day he'll just decide, you know, actually, I do want to go out there and play. But I don't know why he has to be at the gym to decide that. He could decide that in your living room. Right. And Sawyer ain't deciding that. Mm. You might have a kid that does that. Sawyer's not the one. And so Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to do that. I don't know what that would teach him. And so if I thought it was going to teach him, I would go and make him play. But like I said, I don't know how to do that. And I've lost, I've lost the ability to do that with my children, which I'm perfectly fine with. (laughs) Someone would have to help me understand like what that, what is the purpose of that? Is it that you made a commitment, but he is, he's six. He doesn't know what a commitment is. Well, that's what I was just about to ask you, like. I feel like that the concept of a commitment or the concept of being a quitter or whatever you want to put on that as the fear of labeling him if he does that biologically, like where's his brain in relation to grasping? It's a thing. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, he doesn't know what that means. He does not know what that means. Yeah, he, he just doesn't know what that means. But let me let me do this. So let me explain then how I changed a little bit with Lincoln because mm-hmm. he's older. So Lincoln wanted to try swimming. Mm-hmm. And he started a, about a year ago. I don't know. He was eight. And he had, you get one kind of like free lesson to see if you like mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we went to the lesson. That's the lesson that Sawyer wouldn't even do the lesson. So I knew like, mm-hmm. well, that's out. We went to the lesson and Lincoln said, I want to go to lessons every week. And I said, okay. The way that was set up is we had to pay by the month. And so every month I told him, once you start the month, you have to finish the month. So you have to do the four lessons. Mm -hmm. And every month I asked him, do you want to do this again? And every month I would remind him, okay, we have the month. Now you have the month of June. You cannot quit. We're going to go to all four weeks. You can't quit that. And so we set that up. Then he switched. He wanted to join the swim team. Mm -hmm. And I got as much information as I could. You know, I went to him and said, like, hey, do you want to join the swim team? And he was like, I need more information. (laughs) That's what he told me. (laughs) He asked me a million questions. I said, I don't know any of them. I just got an email asking if he wanted to join the team. So I had to go back and say, like, when is it? What do meets look like? How long Mm -hmm. is it? Like, all the things that Lincoln very much needs because he makes a very informed decision. <laughs> and so I told him all that information. He said, yes, I want to try it. And I said, okay, we went to tryouts. He got it. So they mm-hmm. said like, yep, you're, you could, you can be on the team. And I sat him down and I said, listen, this is what this entails. Mm-hmm. It's every week for however many weeks they have this many meets. They're on Fridays. This is what it's going to look like. This is what I see as like you, like how it's going to impact you, all those things. Because once you start a season, you can't quit the season. Because then I do think like, right, you have a team, 
you are part of that team, you have made a commitment to them, which he can understand at eight mm-hmm. and especially now at nine, he can understand that much, much more than Sawyer. Mm-hmm. And so that is the, that's the agreement we made that, okay, the season, season one, you can't, we're going to go, we're going to finish the season, even if you don't want to. So just to be clear, capiche? Yes. That season was over. Did the whole thing again. Lincoln, they're asking you if you want to do a second season. It's the exact same thing. It's the summer now. It's going to be harder to go at night. Like, is this still something you want to do? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And so that is how I change that as he gets older to do some of that, right? Of like, you have to push through when we talk about working hard and doing workouts outside of the pool and what that means. And you can choose to do them or not Mm -hmm. and how that's going to impact you. So it is a much more like gradual, which is how all of these skills are taught, right? That's how you teach anything is Mm -hmm. over time, multiple repetitions, lots of different forms of input for that. That is what he is starting to learn now of how do you work hard? How do you learn something that you don't know? And how do you push through that? And how frustrating that is and how great it feels when you finally get to do it or you win a race or all those things. And if he, I mean, he never has because he loves it, but if he ever came in the middle and said, I don't want to do this anymore, to him, I would say, buddy, we made a commitment. We have to go. We have to go. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what what would happen if he would say, you know, this week, you know what, mom, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, would you make him? Like, how how does that look? Uh, That's a really good question. I don't know. It's he He absolutely would not. But if he did, I would have a very serious conversation with him of like, what's the why? Mm-hmm. You have to help me understand why, especially because he has been so excited. And again, I think when that shifts, something else for kids is going on. Mm-hmm. So I would really just want to know like what is happening. I probably would because there's they're short seasons. I probably would say we we agreed on this. You said you were going to go. And now you're telling me you're not. What do you, I, I would probably say something like, what do you think we should do? We, mm-hmm. we agreed that you, we wouldn't quit. Your team is depending on you. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And try to get him to come to a place where he recognizes what he should do. Mm-hmm. This might be one where I may say, like, we're going to show up. You don't have to swim. We're going to show up because that's what we said we were going to do. Mm-hmm. That's what you and I agreed on. That's what you agreed on with your team when you agreed to be there for a second season. And so... You may not want to do anything, but we're going to show up because that's that's what you said you would do. I think that's what I do. Yeah. I don't know because something weird would have to have happened just because of the way he he just loves it so, so much. But I think that's close to what I would do. I think. I was thinking about that when you said that th- there's a why, right? Like a kid that really yeah. loves baseball and then all of a sudden they don't want to play baseball. I think that the, the natural maybe – natural or common response from a parent is we don't quit you have to play and you don't dig into that why like what because there would there would have to be something a kid just doesn't love baseball one day and then not want to play baseball the next day I would typically right right well even for Sawyer his why is it was too it was too overwhelming Mm -hmm. it was too overwhelming and he didn't want to be told what to do but it was too Mm -hmm. overwhelming and so to force that is to say that's not a good enough reason, mm. which 
I don't like that. I don't like that. But it, right, like it, it requires you as a parent to say like, too bad. I don't care about mm-hmm. that. Why? That doesn't matter to me. I suppose then it's easier to not ask because if you're going to, if you're going to make them do it anyway, I suppose it's easier not to know because then you would know what you're doing to him. But yeah, again, going back to Sawyer, I can't imagine, I could see visibly how uncomfortable he was mm-hmm. and just purposefully making him go and sit in that. Mm-hmm. Ugh. No, I'm, I wouldn't do that. So it de- it would depend what the why is. Yeah. I mean, if, if Lincoln came to me and something really tragic had happened that I could visibly see, like, he is, like, that would be damaging to him or yeah. hurtful for him or invalidating to him to make him keep going, then I might make a different decision and say, like, no, this is a time where, yep, you have a right to say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Which, again, I think as adults we have sometimes. Right. I think sometimes things happen enough in our lives where we think like that thing is too big for me to get past. I can't mm-hmm. do this anymore. Yeah. Well, I think about too, like Sawyer, who doesn't like to be the center of attention. He doesn't like people looking at him. That resonates with me so hard. And so to make him. Right. Put him in a scenario where you make him do something that really goes against who he is as a yep. person. I don't like that. That's uh-uh. gross to me. Right. Yeah. Right. And. You know, I think if we play this out as we like to do, right. there are many, many adults who don't do any activities and aren't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, didn't do any activities as children and are very determined, successful, mm-hmm. kind, world changers, committed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so much like everything else. It is about what I think is important as a yeah. parent, right? Yeah. I, and as I as I thought about like what would I prepping kind of for this episode, I have had visions as a parent of just like going to sporting events mm-hmm. for my kids. I don't know. That's just something I've always thought I'd do. We we're, we're mm-hmm. a very like sports family. Mm-hmm. We were always at each other's like games and matches and recitals and mm-hmm. concerts and all those things. So I have. I don't know. I've just always thought that's something I would do as a parent mm-hmm. in some capacity. And I do think there are benefits to like team sports yeah. and music. And yes, we could go down that rabbit trail. Fine. But really having to pay attention to like, okay, is this just my, is this my right. stuff that I need my mm-hmm. six-year-old to be miserable so that I can watch him play basketball? That is silly. Yeah. That is silly. And so it really made me think, why, you know, why am, why is this important to me? Why is this so hard for me? I know my childhood stuff. I know that I can't quit mm-hmm. anything. And <laughs> I don't think that's a terrible thing. I mean, I, I don't have like, I'm not upset about that at all. I do wish I could like turn a stupid movie off and go to bed, but you know, it's <laughs> the cross I bear. <laughs> but understanding that my kids are, are just going to, do their own thing and again Mm -hmm. Sawyer is determined clearly he is Uh determined in a lot of ways he's not determined to play basketball and so until he's seven until he's seven (laughs) and he can be his own coach if I can find that league right he's in sign me a league of all seven-year-olds and no coach oh my god he'll he'll be there chaos it's called the chaos (laughs) league (laughs) Well, he'd be the ringleader. Right. So, 
<laughs> I don't know. It's just all like a full circle moment of like, yeah, he's getting there. He will learn all of these important things. He is going to be just fine. And he may not ever play a sport. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He may not ever play a sport. And he may play all of them once he gets a little bit older and decides some different things. But this whole question of like, if they quit, if they quit when they're four, they'll quit when they're 40. And that, mm. I mean, we know that's not how that works. Right. We've done enough of these episodes that you should know that's not what we're going to say. <laughs> to know this is, we are playing the long game. We're right. playing the long game of over and over and over again through every scenario we teach them how to work hard mm -hmm. how to commit to things how to push through how to have victories how to win well how to lose well all those things and we can do that while also letting them quit basketball when they're six yeah <laughs> you don't have to teach all those things in one day before they get to high school they could learn all those right. things in high school Right. But it's a it's a process. A lot of those things are pretty complex mm -hmm. skills and concepts and principles that honestly, even some adults have a hard time with. So expecting and putting those unrealistic expectations on children, as we often do as adults, is just not fair. Yeah. And so I do think it's important to let them be kids, let them try things and let them quit things. And it's yep. it's OK. <laughs> it's OK. It's okay. <laughs> they're not going to quit everything. No. If they quit some things. You'd like them when they're 40 to be able to put down a god-awful book that's horrible. <sighs> so, I mean. I have gotten to the point where if I'm reading a book and I'm like, I was going to throw that title out there. Because people hype that book up, The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. Oh, that's on my list. It's coming up. Listen, I have tried three times to read that book. And I love Kristen Hanna. I cannot read that book and I do not, I feel so bad about it. I've tried three times and I can't do it. Oh, I quit seriously for the very first time in my life. Two weeks ago, I stopped an audiobook halfway through. Oh, what book was it? I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was that horrible. I mean, I have a hard time remembering names of things anyway, but it was bad. And I was like, no, it'll it'll be fine. It was on somebody's list. They said it was good. And I was like, this is, every time I listened to it, I said, this is so stupid. Yeah. I, and it was a 15-hour book. Oh, so gosh. Seven hours in. Oh. Oh. That's how bad it was. And I said, I can't. And so I ended it. This was probably the first time in my life I've ever done that. If I was seven hours in, I probably would make myself finish. Even if you had eight left? <laughs> that would be a struggle that would be hard at least in the nightingale i got like i was like an hour in. i was like i can't do it can't do it all right but anyway just doing here we all are our work here <laughs> folks doing all our work so Audio thanks for books listening. and all <laughs> don't at me if you love the nightingale i've heard it's a lovely <laughs> book i just don't plan on listening <laughs> So anyway, we're going to get out of here. As always, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Parental Development. If you found this helpful at all, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to stream. And if you have questions that you'd like answered on the show, email info at parentaldevelopment.com. We'd love to hear from you to know that someone else is actually listening. 
And remember, we're all doing the best we can in this parenting thing. So survive the day and keep the kids alive. See you next time.